0: Good morning, Christian America. Where is your faith? How strong is it? And how will God respond because of it? How much will he give you? How much abundance? How much joy? How much mercy? How much uh, love and compassion? How much grace will he provide for you because of your faith? We get some insights into that today as we go through the scripture and we continue down the New Testament in Matthew 8 where Jesus is beginning to heal what does he say and what does he do and what can we take from that and how can we learn and how can we grow because of that we'll discuss that and more today good morning christian america so good morning christian america welcome to the good morning christian america podcast i'm eddie here with the Christian American community and ChristianAmericaTees.com every Wednesday we come to you and we uh, continue to travel down the New Testament we give you a tidbit of information we cover a story maybe two not even a whole chapter because we want to dissect God's word bit by bit story by story meaning by meaning and help us grow and educate ourselves in, in scripture what did Christ say? what were his words? and then what can we take from that how can we use those words for inspiration for education today how does it set us on a path today to live a more Christ-filled life to to live a more meaningful life and a life a life of abundance of joy and an abundance of fellowship because those are the true uh, those are the true goals that's the, the the true mission in life is to to go down the road of life, which leads to the gates of heaven and eternity with our Lord and Savior, not the road to destruction, not the wide path, the wide road to destruction. So, Wednesdays we come to you, and we're uh, we're coming, we're starting on Matthew chapter eight, and. For those of you guys that are new to the podcast, those of you guys maybe that haven't listened to the podcast in a while, you know, we've been going down the New Testament, starting with Matthew chapter 1, off into uh, Matthew chapter 7. We just finished up Matthew chapter 7. So throughout this point in the New Testament, Jesus has been baptized by John. He's gone into the desert. He's faced the devil and his temptations. He's come out uh, rejuvenated. He begins his ministry. He's taking his message on the road. He's gathered his disciples and they've dropped everything and they've come to him because they understand, they, they instinctively know that he is the savior, that he's, that that he's got something in store for them. He's got something special for them. They don't know what, and they won't know what for quite some time, but that's, that didn't stop them from dropping everything and prioritizing Jesus in their life. And because of that, they're blessed with, to, to, to be witnesses of Christ and his miracles. And so at this point, Jesus is beginning his teaching. He's, uh, he's conducting the Sermon on the Mount, and he's describing how Christians should live, and how we should love, and how we should fast, and how we should act, and the things to be careful of. Not to lead people astray and, and, and to live his way. And that's where we start today, as they're coming down from the mountain. Jesus and and his disciples are coming down from the mountain in Matthew chapter 8, and we're going to read the passage, and then I'll talk about, uh, I'll go back and and, and talk about the different parts of the scripture that I think are so important. So chapter 8 starts, it says, when he came down from the mountain, large crowds followed him. Right away, a man with leprosy came down and knelt before him saying, Lord, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Reaching out his hand, Jesus touched him, saying, I am willing. Be made clean. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Then Jesus told him, See that you don't tell anyone. But go show yourself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded as testimony to them. when he entered uh when he entered capernaum a centurion so for those of you who aren't tracking the centurion of the roman soldiers that's a roman leader a centurion came to him pleading with him, lord my servant is lying at home paralyzed in terrible agony he said to him am i to come and heal him Lord?" The centurion replied, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man under authority, having soldiers under my command. I say to this one, Go, and he goes, and to another, Come, and he comes. And to my servant, Do this, and he does it. Hearing this, Jesus was amazed and said to him, And said to those following him, Truly, I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with so great a faith. I tell you that many will come from east and west to share the banquet with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be thrown into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth when Jesus told the centurion, go, as you have believed, let it be done for you. And his servant was healed at that very moment. So here's two healings. Here's two healings. Christ's first healings coming off the Sermon of the Mount. And the first leper comes to him, and and, and, and what's the first thing that he does? his faith is strong he believes Christ will heal him he believes Jesus has that power he falls down on his knees and he asks for mercy recognizing his sin because at this time if you had leprosy if you had diseases if you were lame if you were paralyzed it was seen as a sign of sin you had done something that angered god and he punished you because of it so the leper instinctively knows that he has done something wrong he hasn't lived right that's why he's in the affliction that he's in he's afflicted as he is and he's asking for forgiveness to because to be made clean is to be forgiven And he has faith in Christ. He has faith in Jesus. Just this early in the ministry. Just hearing about him. Jesus was baptized. He gathered his followers. And he went up to the mountain. And he started preaching. This This is a short period of time. And the message is already spreading. The word of Christ and his abilities are already spreading amongst the people. And he shows mercy right away he recognizes that those who have sinned this leper who has sinned repents of his sin he falls down on his knees and he prays to jesus and he says not please help me not i need to be clean not you owe me something. He says, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. If you are willing. He didn't say, I want to be clean. He didn't make it on his demands. He didn't make it on his timeline. He didn't put out an ultimatum. He asked and he, he, he told Jesus himself, if you will it, you can make me clean. Recognizing that it's God's will that comes first. Recognizing that it's God's will on his terms, at his time, will you be made clean. Where we will achieve or reap the blessings that God has in store for us. It's at that point in time. It's at God's designated time is when things will happen. And he's blessed. The leper is cleansed. And he's joyous. And Christ doesn't, Jesus doesn't want the credit. He says, don't tell anyone. But of course they do. Because... We as human beings are flawed and, and, and we seek to tell others of the good fortune that we that, that he's blessed us with. As the story goes on and the chapter goes on and a centurion comes up to Christ. So that this is a big deal because the Romans occupy Israel. The Romans are in charge of the country. This is at the height of the Roman Empire. The Romans control everything. The Romans don't even believe in one God. They have multiple gods. We all know the story. I won't get uh, the, the stories of their gods, so I won't get into that. But here's a stranger from a foreign land, somebody who's important, and he says it. It's not like he doesn't know it. He says it. I'm an important guy. I have authority too. When I tell one servant to go, he goes. And when I tell another servant to come, he comes. And when I tell my servant to do stuff, he does it. Okay, so he's telling Jesus, I have authority of my own. But I don't have this type of authority. I don't have the authority that you have. That's a humbling experience. The centurion humbles himself into someone that essentially he's in charge of. He's in charge of that region. He has soldiers who occupy that region. He's there to quell and to quash any rebellion, any rebellious talk, anything that disrupts the order. That's what the soldier's job is. But what does he do? He humbles himself. He humbles himself before Jesus. And he says, I can't do this and he cares about his servant. That's another thing that people don't understand at this time. People don't understand that throughout the Bible, in this period of history, the majority of slaves, if you were a personal slave or you were a personal servant, the owner, the slave owner or the master cared for their servants. They cared for their slaves. At least the good ones did they took care of them they sheltered them they fed them they clothed them they took them on trips and traveled with them and there was a a a more of a relationship between the slave and the master than what would come to be you know in the you know in the 1600 1700s during the during the 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 slave trade as we know it as, as we know it today it just wasn't that type of relationship then all the time okay so this centurion cares for his servants he cares for his slave and he's pleading. it says he didn't say he's asking he didn't say he ordered he said a centurion a centurion came to him pleading with him begging him praying to him essentially asking jesus lord calling him lord recognizing his authority even though the centurion has authority on earth this is a point where he knows that his authority is nothing compared to jesus jesus has the ability to heal by by the mere mentioning of a word he recognizes jesus's superiority and he pleads with him. He recognizes his his stature and he says, Lord, I am not worthy that you come under my roof, but say the word and my servant will be healed. That's faith. That's faith no one has back then, at least not at this point, not even his disciples. Remember, he's coming off the mountaintop. He's given the the Sermon on the Mount. He's expressed these things. He has his disciples, all of them, with him. And to see this centurion's faith, his humbleness, his recognition of a higher authority in front of him, pleading with him, Lord, you are not, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. It says Jesus hearing this was amazed. He said he was amazed. Truly, I will tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with so great a faith. That includes these guys I'm with, that includes Peter and James and John and Matthew. It includes all of these people that are listening to me speak. They don't have the faith that this centurion has, that this non-Jewish person has, that this Israeli or uh, this Roman outsider has, that this Israeli occupier has. It tells you two things. One thing is, is that Christ doesn't discriminate the idea that you have to be Jewish in order to receive Jesus's grace is gone out the window he sets it early he sets the tone early that anybody can come to him with the right attitude with the right mindset with the right faith and he will provide you don't have to be a clergyman you don't have to be ordained. You don't have to be uh, in charge of a group of uh, of Christians. You don't have to be in charge of an organization. You don't have to be a minister or a priest or a preacher. You don't have to be anybody of what the world would consider say uh, consider importance. You can come to Jesus at any time. And you come to him with a pure heart and he will provide for you on his time maybe not on your time when he knows that you're ready for his blessing he will deliver it that's what this shares and he goes on to say that there are many people from the east and the west that will come to have banquet with Abraham Isaac and Jacob and they will be thrown into the darkness with weeping and gnashing of teeth a lot of people out there that think that they're gonna be sitting at that banquet because they donate a bunch of money that they have or uh, because you know they, they sit in the front of church because they dress real nice and and and, and look uppity when on sundays when they show up where they pull out that you know that, that checkbook in front of everybody to you know to, to show them just how much they're giving like, look at me I'm, I'm donating I'm a good person I'm a good man smiling in front of people the Lord isn't worried about any of that It's what you do in the darkness that reveals who you are earlier in his ministry at this point Christ has already said that he said when you pray don't pray long prayers don't wear long robes don't try to look more pious than everybody else because those people that do are hypocrites but pray in the darkness Because your Father hears you in the darkness. That's where it counts. Character counts. Christ is saying it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you come from. You could be a man of position like the centurion. Or you could be the man scorned by society like like the leper. Either one can come to him with an earnest heart and a true mind. Ask for forgiveness and forgiveness will be granted. Ask for repentance and it will be granted. Ask for mercy and it will be granted. Ask to live a more purposeful life and it will be granted. Ask to help others and it will be granted at the due time in the due place. Ladies and gentlemen, we come to you on these podcasts and we, we try to read some of these scriptures and the, and the stories that mean so much. These aren't simply stories. The Bible is not just a collection of stories. These stories have passed through thousands of years and they mean things. Even the small details here explain certain things. It's important that you pick up a Bible. It's important that you read it. It's important that you take notes. It's, a, it's important that you know that Christ is out there. You know that he's involved in our lives. That you know that he's, that, that, that he's accessible to you no matter how much authority on earth that you have, or no matter how scorned by society you may be, Jesus is there for everyone. He's there for the rich, and he's there for the poor. He's there for the sick, and he's there for the healthy. Believe it or not, he's there for the Republicans, and he's there for the Democrats. If, They're willing to humble themselves and seek Him. And that's where we tend to run into problems in 2019. We're all too proud. It's all about me. It's all about my time. It's all about my turn. It's all about my feelings. It's all about my plan. None of that matters to Christ. None of that matters to God. Nobody. God doesn't care how much money you have in your bank account. He doesn't care what kind of car that you drive. He doesn't care what kind of house that you live in. If you live in a big house, how many poor people are you inviting to stay in your house? If you got a nice car, big nice car, maybe you got a, a, a big SUV, how many people that don't have a car are you picking up and giving a ride to work or giving a ride to the store? How many people are you helping with the blessings that you've been given these are the questions you should ask yourself this is how we live a more christ-filled life this is how we live a more loving compassionate life here in america this is how we build bridges to one another this is how we rebuild the christian american community is by doing good works and having faith in christ faith that he will heal Your friend. Faith that he will heal your family. Faith that he will heal you, you and yours, that he will intervene, that he will be there, that he will lift you up when just when you need it, that he will not let this world collapse on you. He's the ultimate friend. He's the ultimate mentor. Scripture is his ultimate book of examples, of stories, of guidelines on how to live, how to live individually, how to live collectively, how to raise your children, how to interact in society, how to balance all of that while keeping your eyes on Him. While keeping your goals on Him. Giving Him your first fruits. Keeping your vision focused on Him. Focused on the path to life. And avoiding the road to destruction. Ladies and gentlemen. This Wednesday. As you're making it to the place that you're headed right now. I want you to remember these stories. Remember this These two small examples of Jesus' mercy from both sides of the spectrum, the rich and the poor, the powerful and, uh, and the overpowered, the healthy and the lame, and recognize that he's there for us all. He's there for you and He's there for me. And it's our job to spread His message, to spread His love. Each and every day as we go out and we make our way into this world, recognize that He's always there. Go into the mindset that He's watching you, that He's listening to you. And He's, and he's just anxious for you to turn towards Him. Do His will. And when you do it, He sees it. Guide others towards Him. Have conversations about Him. That is how we bring our country towards Him. Person by person. Inch by inch. Story by story. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, as always, if you want to contribute to the Christian American community, go to ChristianAmericanTeens.com and pick yourself up Christian American Tea. If you got the... Uh, If you're watching the video right now, you can see that I got a a premium tri-blend, great-fitting, soft, ultra-soft. This is an ultra-soft tri-blend, the way, the truth, and the life, Christian American tea. You can be a walking, talking, billboard for Christ. When people see you walking down the street with something like this that says the way, the truth, and the life of the Christian American logo, they know exactly where you stand. It reminds people that God is, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the, the 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 best, only path to heaven. There is no other. He's the King of all. He's the Lord of all. He's the Savior of all. We just have to recognize Him, reintroduce Him to the folks that never met Him. You can do that when you wear a Christian American tee from ChristianAmericanTees.com. If you can't go to Christian American, uh, ChristianAmericanTees.com, Visit us on the Facebook page, the Instagram page, the Twitter page, and the YouTube channel. Subscribe to Good Morning Christian America, uh, the YouTube channel. That way you can stay in touch and you can catch all the Christian American content that comes your way. You don't want to miss anything. We're here three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then we send out uh, videos periodically throughout throughout the week as things come up. Messages that we want to get out. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, have a blessed rest of the week. It's Wednesday. You're almost there. You're almost over the hump. Okay? Let's make it a good day. Uh, We'll catch you again on Friday for Focus on the Family. And where we talk about how to to bring our families together. How to lead our families in a Christian American way. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, y'all stay on fire for Christ. You stay blessed. You stay uh, uh, getting after it out there. Reaching people inspiring others to to look for Christ and to live for Christ and to be more Christ-like in your day. Until Friday, be blessed.